0: Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. Where do you get power from? How did you empower yourself? I did. It's true that it took a lot of power to to get there. One of the things I did, this was kind of interesting in the beginning when I was, like I said, I I was just felt like the earth was moving. You know, I just had no idea how to, how to move forward or how to handle this or how to get out of it or through it. I, I, we had, this first marriage therapist was just someone who had been recommended to me and I did continue to see him. I didn't feel a really deep therapeutic connection with him, but it was, I had never done therapy of any kind. And so, you know, somebody was there talking to me about like, you know, getting angry, hitting a pillow, all that, like basic therapy stuff. It was okay for me, but I didn't feel really connected to it. And I looked in the yellow pages. Remember, (laughs) remember the yellow pages? Um, Listeners are going what, what pages? I don't know, what pages? <laughs> yeah, like the physical phone book. I looked up. The original Google. The original Google, exactly, the paper version. I looked up for like therapists and counselors in my area. And there was one that stood out and um, the name it sounded like a consulting firm, actually, because the woman had like her name and then consulting at the end of it, or like her surname and consulting, like it sounded like an engineering firm or something. And underneath it said, ordained Tibetan Buddhist nun. I said, okay, I've got to meet this person, like it was just calling to me, you know? And I went to meet her, and here she was, this very petite. Um, woman, Caucasian woman from our area who had like, she's got a shaved head and she's wearing purple robes and the whole nine yards. She had for many years been deeply involved in the Tibetan Buddhist community and had had taken vows and been ordained as a nun and was, was working still as a, as a social worker thera- type of therapist. So we had a conversation in her office And she asked me what I wanted and what my story was. And and I told her that I was seeing this other therapist, but that I said, I think maybe it would help me to learn to meditate because I've never done that. And she said, well, I don't think it would serve you for me to, you know, treat you as a therapist because you already have a therapist and that doesn't make any sense. You don't want to work with two therapists at the same time. But she said, I can totally teach you to meditate. And we started to meet every week and she taught me to meditate in her, in her tradition, which was um, very much about uh, ritual and having an altar and, um, you know, making little, um, you know, little gifts on the altar and uh, memorized prayers Kind of things. Uh, plus, some just, you know, like guided meditation tapes. All of that, she she really helped me a lot, and that was huge for me. Uh, absolutely, uh, being being drawn into a, a spiritual practice for the first time. I grew up in the Jewish religion. Um, my family was quite active, actually, in the synagogue. Um, I. I was a Hebrew teacher at one point. I sang in the choir. I was there every weekend. I was the leader of the youth group. Like I was very involved in, in that, but it was really a a, a cultural a cultural community and a social thing. And the the religious piece of it, or the you know the connection to spirituality, was not huge for me. So this was really my first foray into a purely spiritual realm. Um, but that occupied a big part of my life for a long time. And, uh, the other thing that I did to just kind of get through was, um, well, I was already a homeopath at that time. I had already trained, um, I guess that was about the point that I started practicing homeopathy, actually, right around the same time I had, I'd done four or five years of training, so uh, I had a community of people who were studying and practicing homeopathy. I was visiting a practitioner and getting remedies that <clears throat> that were really, you know, transformative on a deep level. That helped me a lot. And it turned out that I had friends. <laughs> you know, I had friends who were really helpful and and interested in. In helping me, I was very worried about what I was going to do for money. And I got a lot of great inspirations. I, I rented a room in my house for extra money. I ended up renting to, well, this is a long story. I ended up eventually renting to a man who became my next husband after some years. But my first roommate was also somebody who loved to, you know, do home repairs and he fixed up a, you know, a lot of stuff in the house. I had some of my best friends were people who had been divorced. And I had never talked about it with them. Because as I said, I was quite judgmental of it. I just wasn't open to um, to sharing on that level with them. So, So that became really helpful. And truly, it was the first time in my life that I was um, allowing myself to reach out for help so that that would be the piece that i would say that cracked the rest of the nut open was that i allowed myself to accept help from other people I think that was really something tool. new for me that is the the best tool that i found in in my divorce was asking for help even to this <laughs> day i that was one of the things that still resonates the strongest um, from my takeaway, you know from from the opportunity that that divorce presented for me, but I can hear the same thing in in you uh, it, absolutely it's about tools, you know it's like when you're going through something that you don't know and you don't know how to do it, gathering those tools and learning those tools, um, and your community sounds like that they they showed up totally, and the synchronicity that happens when you like open yourself up in that way. You know, a neighbor across the street was doing a kind of crazy business of hair removal. You know, she had a, like a salon in her basement and she was doing body sugaring hair, kind of like waxing hair removal. And she said, you know, I really need somebody else to work with me. Let me train you and you can do this work, which was like, it just fell into my lap. And then at the moment when I would have started working for her, my phone started ringing off the hook with, with violin students. Who wanted lessons. And I had not before that been well, maybe I had two or three students, but suddenly I had 15 or 20 violin students. So I, I never did that other hair removal business because I I you know filled up every extra hour with with teaching. And then I was starting to get homeopathy clients, which I wasn't expecting because my, I had a friend who was a physiotherapist, and she's just started funneling people to me. So like The money problem evaporated, which like months earlier was just weighing so heavily on me. I had no idea how I was going to move forward. My next door neighbors offered to sell me their car uh, because I needed a car. My husband took our car and I thought, well, where am I going to scrape together $2,000 for a beater? And they were about to change in a perfectly good three-year-old used car for another, you know, they wanted a station wagon instead of a sedan. And they offered it to me for what the dealer was going to give them, which was way below the, you know, the market price, but they were doing a trade in and they said, we'll give it to you for that price. And, you you know, you pay it back to the dealer or whatever. So, like all of these kind of financial bonanza things started to happen in my life, just um, synchronistically or serendipitously. and. I think you become open to that to that happening when you stop closing yourself off and saying you know there are only two doors there are only two doors you know this conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable so i'm challenging you share yourself and your story be courageous be vulnerable it makes a difference